You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is a five-part series showcasing the testimony of Glenn Yoder. This is part three of five. In Acts chapter 4, in verse 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be what? Oh, say it louder. Amen. Amen. Saved. In Luke chapter 19, tells us why Jesus come. Some, some people live like Jesus came so we can have Christmas and Easter. But that's not why he came. The Bible says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's more. Even in the Old Testament, the Bible says, God says through Isaiah, I, Isaiah, look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and be ye saved, for I am God, and besides me there is none else. Amen. Paul, did you know Paul was a sinner saved by grace? He said this in 1 Timothy. He said, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Amen. And so the list could go on. How did the jailer get saved? The jailer, I submit to you tonight, was a wicked man. He had done evil the day before. He had whipped God's men, God's preachers. And that night, after God got his attention in a rather miraculous way by the, by the, the demolition of the jailhouse, and then, but here's what I want you to notice. When he came, when the jailer came, he saw that he was undone. In fact, he was ready to kill himself, wasn't he? And uh, Paul said, don't do yourself any harm. We're still all here. And there's a note I have to bring out on that. Uh, because have you ever thought about that? Why didn't the other prisoners run? I believe they were winning souls that night. I think, I think the other jailbirds had gotten saved. And when Paul said, you stay put, they, they did what the preacher said. That's a strange thing for some of you to do, but it's the right thing. Amen. He said, what must I do to be saved? And that message was so simple. They didn't say, well, now, bless God, you gotta, you got to admit that, you're, uh, that you did us wrong. You've got to plead sorry and forgiveness. No, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Amen. Make much of the word being saved. How I thank God for the day when the Lord broke through my hard heart. One of the seven sayings of Jesus Christ on the cross is what made the difference for me. It was the words when he, the three words when he said, it is finished. And I realized he was not talking about the end of the day. He was not talking about Roman law. He was not talking about a nation. He was talking about salvation. It's been finished. It's been worked out. The price of your sin, the price of your peace has been paid for. Praise God. It is finished. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of God, the right hand of the throne of God. And I'm telling you tonight, it was that, that, that Jesus saw us getting saved down through the centuries. That was joy before him, that he endured the cross, despising the shame. That means he didn't like the shame that was put upon him, but he endured it. I thank God for it. You see, I was just like the other homage. I thought salvation was something only could be hoped for. I remember very vividly the closest I ever felt to heaven, Pastor Stevens, was the day I was 18 years old and I was sprinkled in the church which the Amish call baptism. I was led to believe that as I knelt there before those preachers and as they put their hands on top of my head and one of them poured a cup of water on my head, that somehow my sin was all washed away. And the condition of my baptism was that I would promise to observe all the rules of the Amish church and never, ever leave it. After it was all over, I remember thinking, you know what? If I could die just right now, I'm sure I would go to heaven. You see, Amish people want to go to heaven. I wanted to go to heaven. I just didn't know. The truth of the matter is there's not enough water in the Mississippi, in Niagara Falls, in the seven seas of the world to wash one person's sin away, let alone a whole world. But it is by the blood of Jesus in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, Ephesians 1.7. Praise God. Amen. We have break time. You take it over from here. Let's all stand, please. Okay. I think it's an accurate characterization to say that Pastor Yoder is just getting started. Folks, you, you have to think about this for a while. Do you realize what he's talking about? Do you realize where he was and where he is today? I think it's safe to say, Pastor Yoder, everybody wants to go to heaven. Thank God for the word of God that tells people how. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take about a 10 minute I got a spot in the message here. Just a minute, we'll do that. <clears throat> right now, I just want to say how much this family has meant to me and uh, finish a little bit of the story the day that the ordination was here. They had a big uh, big dinner here on the grounds that day, and they invited us to stay, and that was real nice. And so we got to meet a lot of people. People came and shook our hands, and we still was very unsure of what to do. <clears throat> we had never seen Baptist preachers eat before, and that was... <clears throat> That was the first day, first first time I got introduced to some real chicken graveyard. <clears throat> but um, anyhow, uh, just saying this, one of the things that was so scary for us is to lose our families, and uh, and we did. Um, um, my wife comes from a family of, of 14, and uh, she was the oldest. She got practically mothered some of her some of her siblings, 
and uh, she never got to attend those weddings and those special family functions that come up that we look forward to be a part of. And that's a heartbreak, but I want to say this, uh, the family here has, has, was so gracious to us. And I think of you, as I, even as I look at you folks tonight, I think of uh, Brother Miller, Alan Miller. He was uh, one of those that put his arms around us and just, just loved us. Uh, when when uh, there is so much, we had so much to learn. And uh, Brother Tanier, he was here that day, and he still remembers that day. He was. Uh, he already put on his 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 fighting gloves. He was going to protect his preacher that day. And so, but uh, that's a blessing. These folks, y'all have been. And I could go on and just name all the families here that have been such a blessing. But I I tell you this. I love the church. I love the church, and I believe that uh, I, I don't want to ever lose that love. The Bible says, praise ye the Lord in Psalm 111. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. I believe that's talking about church. And you can go out and have your quiet time on the river or on the lake or on the boat and fall off and drown for all I care. But I love to go to church among God's people and spend time with God's people and the fellowship. I don't understand. Some Sometimes we have a fellowship meal at the church and some, and some folks have to leave. Well, I do understand sometimes people have to leave for a good reason, but sometimes they leave for no good reason. That's right. You know, I know, I know there's nobody can, can, can cook better meals than our church ladies do. Uh, That's right. That's right. And, and yeah, that includes you folks here in Philadelphia, too. I mean, it's just that way, brother. It's always, yes, it's the community Baptist Church, the best cooks in the world. And uh, that's why we have fellowship meals once in a while. But I tell you, the best part of it is the fellowship that goes with it. And I believe that we should make much, make much of church to your children. And uh, the importance of being faithful to the house of God. Now, just want to mention a few things. You, you said you're going to have the mic tomorrow, uh, and there's a short in the mic. And I wondered, you talked like you had such an easy solution for that. Do you have an easy solution for short preachers, too? <laughs> Well, folks, I tell you, I love this. I love the singing that we had tonight. These these players, uh, instrumental guys, my, made me want to play one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and all the people went home. But uh, <laughs> but I wanted to say, if you if you didn't enjoy that music, you might have a chimney, but there's no smoke coming out of it, and that's because there's no fire in the furnace. But uh, I I love that that good music. Well. Um, somebody asked somebody asked are the Amish people a cult and while I would stop short just stop short of making that, that claim I do say this there's a commonality between them and how the cult operates let me explain they hold their people through fear and ignorance fear of losing their families Fear of being cut out of the inheritance. Um, we have a man here tonight, Brother Burkholder from over at La Plata. I'm so glad that you're here. I went, to, I went to school with him, and our history goes way back into the dark ages. And uh, and but but he's been a blessing. But his father here died recently. His mother had passed away some years ago. But uh, I mean, all the children came home within a mile of where he lived, and uh, they divided all the things. But you know, he was not a part of that. And uh, that's because he's saved. 
born again in the family of God. Well, he knows that his inheritance is his sure inheritance and uh, rejoicing over that. But I'm saying that still, you know, those days are hard. Those are hard times. And uh, I, I thank God that, um, that uh, you know, we've got so much more. A sure inheritance that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. And brothers, nobody's going to take it away from you there. Amen. Now, fear. This fear is very real. The fear of losing the family. And you might have facts with your family once in a while, but you know you get over it and, and, and somebody apologizes and then you go on. Right. But uh, not so with this. This is a division that is, that is put there by the church. And the family may have, may have perfect fellowship up to that time until the shunning gets placed. The, the, these people put into the band and uh, then they get shunned for the rest of their lives. And uh, like I said, you will not share a meal with them. They won't invite you to stay overnight and uh, just no time of fellowship. Uh, no holidays to spend with them. Weddings. I think of all the weddings that we, got, that we missed out. And by the way, a wedding is a very big deal among the Amish people. And I want to tell you about one wedding. In fact, it's the only wedding that I really have been to in my life that I really would not have wanted to miss. And I'm sure you want to know about that. That was my wedding. <clears throat> but even funerals. Um, I had a cousin, and uh, her her dad died just recently. Well, some of you know the Coblenses. They've been here at church, and they've been at our church a number of times. They're from Ohio. But uh, her her dad passed away, and uh, somebody did let them know. But uh, when they got there, they well, they let them know ahead of time that they would not let them in when they got there. But they went anyhow. They got as close as they could, could to, to where Daddy lay in space, just outside the house, but they would not let them in. And, uh, and that's, that's, you're talking about broken hearts there. Yeah. And, uh, but the grace of God is sufficient. He's all sufficient, and I praise God. When Ida, my wife's grandpa, died uh, several years after we left, and we didn't know for sure how it was going to be handled, but we went back. That was over here at Macon. We went uh, to the visitation that evening, and when we got into the house, there was wailing broke out because of, not because of Grandpa lying in state, but because we appeared on the scene. And we were quite promptly ushered back out and told in no uncertain terms that not only will we not get to see uh, Grandpa's body, but we cannot attend the funeral, which was the next day. And so we didn't get to see Grandpa. But I had to think of a scripture where Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You see, the purpose of all of this is to instill fear in the people, a real fear where they do not, I mean, regardless what happens, they will not leave. They will, that's the ultimate uh, transgression is leaving the religion or the denomination, leaving the Amish faith, if you could be called that. But you know what? That fear is what the Bible warns against. The Bible says the fear of man is a snare. You know what a snare is? It's a trap. The snare is the kind of trap that is set that you cannot see it. Yes. It's not easily seen, but you're in it before you know it. And I suppose that all of us have responded to the fear of man and got ourselves in trouble. This is no different. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.